What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 15 of Betting and Boozing here on the HHH Racing Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Roscoe, and what an absolutely amazing weekend we had last weekend with all the derby preps going on. We saw some really good wins and some really some really weird runs from a lot of these horses, which we'll get into shortly and tomorrow with Howard's show they will get into as well. But this weekend is no short of also excuse me, of also amazing. We have the rematch between Clarier and Secret Oath in the Apple Blossom, which we will get to shortly, as well as Keeneland's running um the Jenny Wiley, the Makers Mark Mild, just an absolutely amazing weekend for racing again as we near get nearer and nearer to the first Saturday in May. So again, thank you all for joining me. It's going to be an absolutely great show. If you are new here, please go down below the video player and hit that subscribe button. It helps us out tremendously um, with both our numbers and the YouTube algorithm, not to mention we are only 20 subscribers away, about 20 or so subscribers away from 2,000 subscribers, which is all thanks to you guys. We could not do this show without you, but it's an absolutely amazing feat, and we'd love for you guys to help us get there. So please, if you haven't yet and you find yourself coming back anyway, why not subscribe? You're already, like I said, you're already coming back anyway. So and while you're down there, please hit that like button. That helps out with the YouTube algorithm and pushes out this show to a bunch of different people that also enjoy horse racing that may not be um, fans of the show yet. So please, like I said, hit that like button. It would great. I would greatly appreciate it. You can email me. It's going across the screen on the bottom there. Benton and boozing with no G's at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, anything, please feel free to email me or DM me on Twitter, which is right here at AP Roscoe K where I also give out all my picks for this week. It'll be Friday and Saturday because I will be giving out uh, picks for the Maker's Mark Mile Day at Keeneland on Friday. Again, Michael Austin, I see you already in the chat as I talk to you on Twitter. Um, if you are more of an audio listener, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. Those are our main three places that we uh, that we put out our, our audio Spot podcast not only it's basically just a replay from youtube but if you're more of an audio listener you'll find those more enjoyable so please apple Podcasts, spotify and anchor as for the power picks guys look it's getting nearer and nearer to the kentucky derby and we're only going to keep ramping up from here so it's going to be an absolutely blowout additions from here on out on the power picks with not only keeneland continue to go through the almost to the kentucky derby but all the other great racing that's going on like Oaklawn and everything else that's still is going on leading up to the Kentucky Derby. So please, if you could go, go to patreon.com slash HHH racing podcast, if you're interested. And as I pull one up, actually on the screen from last week, I'm going to give you a little bit of an insight on what's going on with the power picks. So this was last week's power picks. This was from four one. Uh, well, the race date was four one, but, um, you could see Howard's calculated overall his overall ROI ever since he started doing this for 276 edition or races is $2.54 while the average horse players is $1.60 year to date ROI is just under that at 2.38 $2.38 and you see his goes over his last week results last week was perfect it was just we just off the mark second third fourth and fourth on a lot of them, as you can see, he gives ABC grids and his price spot plays. We gave out a great one with Mage last week where we had a big exact 11-4, which came in. I believe it paid about 11-1, to 1, or not 11-1, to 8-1. to 1. So that's a very good uh, score. And obviously, Pete gives his picks for the day. And, and we do another track as well. As I continue to scroll down, you can see they did um, 
They did Oakland last week as well. So please, if you're at all interested, go to patreon.com slash HHH racing podcast and get on, get in on the great picks. It is going to be, um, it's going to, like I said, it's going to completely ramp up here before Derby weekend and have an absolutely blowout edition for the Derby. So please go subscribe if you are able. And thank you so much to our sponsors that help out in producing this show and helping us continue to go on the air BetUS is a fantastic sports betting and casino platform for all your big plays up to 200 games a day with 300, 400 different prop bets. And not to mention, we have our own promo code, which will help you guys out as well. When you're depositing money, go please use racing three H the number three racing three H. Uh, when you're depositing money, you'll get a free 125% back. When you deposit hundred dollars or more, that link is in the description as well. Please go check that out. And guys, like I said, I already see a bunch of comments in the chat. We already have a bunch of people watching. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm going to bring on my co-host and then Michael, I got you. Like I said, on Twitter, we're going to talk quickly about the makers mark mile on Friday. And then we're going to continue to go on to Oakland, which is the main feature. It's going to be not going to be in depth or anything like that, but I want to go over at least a little bit for a massive race that's happening on Friday that um, since we're so busy, you know, with the up to Derby weekend, they're doing Keeneland. They didn't want to double up. Um, days so we didn't want to keel in friday and saturday we wanted to touch on other great tracks that have great racing so um i will be talking about that with patrick and charlie but again no in-depth analysis but i'm going to give kind of my take on the race so to bring my co-host on from the east coast new jersey patrick kunsel and from the ohio charlie freeman boys the band's back together yeah finally for one week we'll see how long we can keep this going (laughs) Funny thing is, Patrick, we said that last. We said that the last time. And no, no, I know. Charlie's gone immediately, but it's the way it goes. Charlie, what's going on, my man? What's up? Yeah, well, I'm trying to make up for it, so I'm doubling down this week, and I'll be back for those curious. I'll be back for my first time tomorrow, debuting on a new show. So, uh, oh, jeez, yeah. he's making the boss happy. I say, calling up to the big leagues, man. Well, again, yeah, I got good my luck call to you. Hey, I respect it, but good luck to you, my friend. You're gonna no, I'm just kidding. I was gonna say you're gonna need it, but of course you don't. <laughs> but um, we have a lot of live viewers in the chat again. Michael Austin needs a beginning from the Red Sox. If I have know anything about their Red Sox team, that's definitely going to be a stretch for sure. But Michael, welcome to the show. Greatly appreciate it. racing downwind. Let's get this betting and boozing party started. Definitely boozing, man. We'll see about the betting here shortly. Uh, Jim Polaris, thanks so much for joining the show. Kyle, did you are entering the gamble this weekend? I am not entering the gamble this weekend. The um, as much as you know, I got a new job and everything, but it still isn't in the cards for me money wise. But I will be there this weekend to cheer on Howard and Drew and all the others in the Grade One gamble. So, Jim, thanks so much for joining the show. Greatly appreciate it. How the boss is here, so anyone don't don't screw up anything. But Howard's here. What's up, everyone? Congrats to Tony and Courtney Rollo of Crownsway racing as I was going to touch on that as well. The birth of their first child today, the hey, the, Tony's Tony's got a prodigy on his hands. All he's got to do is continue to coach it up. But yeah, con- huge cheers and congratulations to both Tony and Courtney on their first child. And hopefully he continues to show better signs and do well. So again, congratulations to our friends and our sponsor Crownsway racing of to- Tony and Courtney Rollo on their new child. Greatly appreciate it. Vale Place, what's going on? Still rooting for Tapatrice. Of course, we all are. If you were, if you uh, tuned in on Saturday for the Tapatrice watch party, um, it was a lot of fun. And as Tapatrice chewed up verifying in the stretch to just nab him on the wire, we were having a ton of fun. So, again, thank you to everybody that showed up for that. Greatly appreciate it. Ron McCann says, bet the house in modern games. 
you'll see our uh, you'll see my picks in a second here. But again, I, I, modern games, I would be surprised you get anywhere above two to five realistically on that horse. So, but the I mean, you might have to bet the house to make some money on that horse. But we'll talk. I'll talk about it in a second. Penn State Scott, good evening, man. Thanks so much for joining the show, guys. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm going to go over quickly about the Maker's Mark Mile on Friday. Then we're going to hop right into these Oakland races because there are some pretty heavy favorites or looks to be some pretty heavy favorites, especially in the Apple Blossom, of course. It's still a lot of good racing on the card. So as I pull up the Maker's Mark Mile right now, like I said, the guys, I didn't ask the guys to look at it or anything like that, but I am going to put my stuff up on the screen right now. It is the $600,000 Maker's Mark Mile at Keeneland on Friday. It is race number nine on the card. The morning line favorite surely is going to be the number seven, Speaking Scout, which I actually have to switch my view here because I like to handicap without the morning line odds. And let's take this off here and let's go down. So the morning line favorite is the number seven modern games at three to five. And that's kind of what I was thinking, but I think he might even be bet down farther down to two to five and I actually didn't create a banner for this one so my apologies but I am going as you can see from the top of the screen here I am going with the number seven modern games and I'm going to follow it up with the five who is Dezemph for Chad and Tyler Gaffleone who shows a lot of upside after just after winning a great uh, group three at Leopardstown and grade one placing a Kara in 2021 but this horse came back really well at Gulfstream, which I'll talk about in a second. I'm not going to talk too much about modern games, guys. We all know who he is, the the two-time champion, the two-time Breeders' Cup champion, raced really well at Ascot two back in October, absolutely gobbled up ground in the Breeders' Cup mile to beat everyone in that race, including Cheryl Spite and Ken Ross, as you see on the right side of the screen. This horse has to be astronomically not ready. I mean, maybe not astronomically, but this horse is a class of his own, as we've seen twice in a row at the Breeders' Cup. I, I, I can't pick against this horse, frankly. This, I feel like you might be able to create some really good value by going across races with him. So anywhere in a double or a pressed-up pick three or something like that, if you have any other opinions on the other side, I feel like you could really create some value that way. But at two to five, even though he's modern games, I'm not going to be able to play this horse vertically. It's just not the cards with so low odds. I'm going, like I said, I'm going with the number five, DeZemph for Chad and Gaffleon second. This horse ran a really good race in his first race back off the layoff and coming over to the States for Chad at Gulfstream. And that course really didn't favor that well to horses coming off the pace. And DeZemph did it super willingly at nine to five. I know you'll get a lot higher price here. Maybe, maybe. Actually, you'll probably get that six to one with modern games being at that two to five price. Somewhere around that five, six to one range, I think, is good value for this horse. And I mean, who knows? This horse definitely has some tactical speed and will get the jump on modern games. But I don't I don't know if this horse is going to be anywhere near what modern games is. But obviously, again, modern games is going to have to come off that November layoff. So we'll see at that. But I think Dezemp has really good upside. And I went with a manual in third, guys. I, I still don't I'm still not fully sold on a manual. Um, I don't know how good this horse is. This horse has speed, which is why I kept him in the third spot. And it looks like he's finally catching his stride for Pletcher in these last two in the Tampa Bay and the Canadian turf or the Canadian turf. I can what is what race is that? It maybe it is. 
Um, yeah, the Canadian turf. I, I don't know because the race is a Gulfstream. That's why it's throwing me. Yeah, but, Canadian uh, turf at Gulfstream. Yeah, I know. The, the, the best Canadian turf. But um, I don't, sorry, guys. That was throwing me for a loop there. But um, like I said, this horse has a lot of speed. There's not a whole lot of speed in this race, frankly, which is why I have Emmanuel in third. I just don't think he's the caliber of the other two horses that I mentioned, whether uh, the Zemp has tactical speed and can actually get the jump on modern games or modern games, is just the horse who we know he is and can just blow by everybody. That's how I'm going to play it. I'm going to go seven, five, four in the maker's mark mile guys. And we will, um, Matt, <laughs> Matt Miller. I'd see you in the chat, my friend. It's great. But, um, remember the feeling on that horse winning? Yes, it was absolutely insane, Matt. It's just ridiculous that, you can get such a good price on a horse like that and you'll never get it again. I guarantee it. But Matt, thanks so much for joining the show. Greatly appreciate it. Jim Pilar says horses that have closed and have been running very well at other turf tracks while horses that are winning on the front. Exactly. And that's my point when I'm thinking, especially to a course like Keeneland, which is that really lush Kentucky bluegrass, which generally favors horses coming from the back or horse. And obviously we know modern games loves, loves the Keeneland surface. So I'm definitely going to be looking to a horse like modern games to create some value in multi-race sequences, but we'll see how it goes. I'm going to go seven and I'm actually take a double beforehand. I'm pretty sure as it pops up or maybe I didn't, I'm going to put, I keep an eye out for on Twitter at AP Roscoe K for my picks or for my double with modern games. Cause I definitely am going to create value with him one way, either the race eight or the race afterwards. But I like modern games in this spot. I expect the champion to come back super strong. I'm going seven, five, four. All right, guys. So now what we've all been waiting for in the actual card that we planned on handicapping today, but I wanted to touch on the makers mark mile real quick, but it is Saturday. It is apple blossom day at Oakland park. And as I switch to the pps or to the entries excuse me right now the pick five starts in race eight it is a claiming 12-5 from phillies and mares four-year-old and upward non-winners of three the number eight is the morning line favorite for brad cox and florent Giroux. surprise surprise at eight to five and as i put everyone on the screen everybody's coming to the dark side we're all going with the number eight on top patrick i'm gonna let you talk about him first as i switch the screens right now Actually, I said him. It's a her. I'm pulling a Paul again. Cheers, everybody out there. Patrick, while I take a sip, what do you like most about um, Hail Columbia? Yeah, I have to take a sip, too, so don't act like no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, listen, uh, this horse came into the barn of Brad Cox after being acclaimed multiple times beforehand. Um, the horse, I mean, has run solid its last three times, specifically last two under a different trainer, but um, – Brad Cox seemed to unlock something a little bit different with this horse. I mean, in a six furlong race running 22 and two 46 and one and winning by two lengths is in a $16,000 claiming. I'll take my shot with this horse uh, coming from the outside. Yeah. And there is one thing that I'm a little concerned about. I'm going to bring us back on screen for this is there is a lot of speed in this race, but with the, with the numbers that this horse was able to put pull up with Cox, this horse just seems the fastest out of anyone. There's a lot of horses that have early speed, but I don't know if they're going to be as fast as Hale Columbia out of the gate, as long as this horse can break well, because we say that always. But um, with the Cox training, getting flow back, or not back on this horse, but getting flow, obviously, Cox's main rider. Christian Torres has been riding an 
amazing out in hot springs this summer or this spring excuse me but obviously when flows in town cox is going to go to him and i like this horse on the lead but this could be a race that might be able to fall apart but um charlie i'm going to go over to you anything to touch on hail columbia before we move on to a different horse no nothing else really to say uh but yeah i'm also on the eight uh, I don't think this is that good of a race or field, to be honest. It feels like the eight's kind of in a class of its own. Uh, again, not that any of these horses are anything too extraordinary, but I like it on the lead. Uh, there's kind of a lot of horses that want to be on the lead, but there's no speed wanting to be on the lead and being able to get on the lead, and that's where I think uh, the eight will just be better than the rest. I think this horse won't have too much trouble getting to the front and not really looking back. I, I don't think there's that much competition in this field. It definitely is a weaker field. Obviously, when you're going to have these 12-5 claimers. 12-5. You're not so, this is an Arlington horses. kind of race. This... <laughs> I hate to give a low blow to our own hometown track, but oh, this is no. an Arlington kind of race. There's no low blow to the track. Well, the track's gone, sadly, but um, I completely agree with you. It's just the cheap claimers. You're not going to get the best numbers. You're not going to get the best horses, but this horse, if this horse can even improve off this number, this horse looks definitely dangerous in this race for sure. Uh, Charlie, we're, I'm going to go to you first because Patrick and I have the same two horses in uh, second and third. What did you like about the four as I move up there? Emerald Princess for Ike Green and Kelly Jordan. Yeah, so I really like the horses start two back. Uh, what really got me interested in this horse was the fact that if you kind of look earlier on, its speed figures were pretty consistent and getting good. And then all of a sudden, it just sort of fell off a cliff. Had 24, got claimed by someone else, 45, 52. It kind of looked like this horse didn't have it. And then all of a sudden it pulled that 70 out of nowhere. Hold on. I apologize. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden it just pulled that 70 out of nowhere. And I think this horse is finally making the right strides. I know it had the 52 after, but this is another one that wants to be on the lead. And I just think a mile is way too far for this horse. So I think six furlongs, it's where it's meant to be. Had a strong workout with the 36 flat recently. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it'll win, but I think it's in a spot where it could certainly make some noise at a decent price and get in the exactos. And yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Jim. That's a I can't believe I missed that. That's my fault completely. Um, it was Dear Doro who had this horse last, and this is Cox. Um, and actually, I did know that, but I, I wrote it right here, Jim, and I still said it. That's crazy. But I mean, Cox has great numbers off the claim, playing twenty-two percent from the field. I mean, it's I mean, it's Cox and Giroux. There's nothing to go wrong. But thanks, Jim, for pointing that out because I can't believe I I missed that stuff too. like that. That's yeah. I did like I said, I didn't even miss it. I just I just can't speak apparently. But um as to the four, I agree with you, Charlie. I like that I like the turn back for this horse, but as I mentioned, even with the eight, there's just so much speed in this race, it seems like on paper. And if I'm gonna have one horse that's gonna be on the front end, it's going to be the eight. So I generally like horse other horses that can do something else. But if this horse can stalk, I mean it hasn't really shown to rate yet. But I mean, well, actually, back in back in early 2022, this horse actually showed a little bit of ability to rate, but uh, very fast uh, time form U.S. pace figures, as you can see. But again, if this horse can sum, if the eight doesn't break well or something, the four could definitely be live for sure. Patrick, we have the same horse. Actually, Charlie, I'm going to go to you last uh, first before we talk about our two horses. You do have the number six and third legendary gift. Yeah, so there's another interesting horse. Uh, what I really like about it was um, the fact that if you kind of look at it, it likes to kind of sit right off that pace, but still has decent speed figures and had its best effort to date in its last race out. I like it from, uh, again, another one that was recently uh, switched off the claim. 
Uh, I like the distance. I like the works. I certainly like the price, and I think this could be a valuable one. I could see the six just sitting right off the eight and the other speed, and then just hopefully as long as it doesn't have to work too hard to sit off the speed. Maybe it doesn't have enough of a kick to get by the eight, but at the very least maybe get by the other horses trying to go on the lead with the eight and can finish in those exactos at a good price. I definitely was surprised to see the more nine and eight to one because I think this horse – if it continues on its upward trajectory, can be better than eight to one in this in this level of field. Yeah, I think the what I think the morning line is coming from this horse just looks a little slow on the figures wise. This horse best race is a sixty as a seventy, but that was back at Prairie Meadows on in June of twenty two. And this horse really hasn't shown the ability to run that since. I think that's where it comes from. But if this horse can get the trip and sit right off the pace, this horse definitely could have a shot as well. It's definitely gonna have to improve though, for sure. She will have to improve for sure uh patrick i have the number seven in second you have this horse in third you want to talk about this one and i'll kind of put in my two cents yeah i mean you know charlie said uh the six was improving a little bit and i would say the same thing with the um with the seven the seven has been improving uh i just the thing that you know concerns me is the speed and the pace like i i just don't know if this horse is going to want to go and i don't know where this horse is going to lie in front of that. Plus, you know, I ran on a sloppy track last time out. I'd like to see this horse running on a clean surface. Um, but the trainer has great numbers off the claim too. So that doesn't, that doesn't scare me away from that. Um, and then the 11, um, the 11 hasn't run on a clean surface in, I think since his last four in his last four races, I'd like to see the horse get back on a um, good surface because I, I think this horse has some potential has been training fairly well and the um it's you know is going to come from off the pace and that could what could be a pace meltdown this horse is extremely interesting to me because i mean the horses the races that this horse has been running it's been racing running in arkansas bred allowances and optional claimings just hasn't done too much at all um and realistically this horse hasn't done anything since april of 22 but it I this is a horse that could just set up really well, and they're dropping him all the, her dropping her. I call myself we don't have to drink, dropping all the way down to twelve five. I mean, this horse could is easily one for me that could clunk up and maybe get third in a race like this where there's just so much speed up front at a six at a six furlong distance. That's just that was my thinking on this horse. The twenty one obviously seems correct based on its recent form, but I think if she can get back. To, and get the trip of this race as well. I don't think she's going to get the cold pace by any means. But, I mean, maybe like even this Oakland race back here, I just expect this could be a horse to clunk up for third if possible. And then I'm going with the number seven, as you touched on, uh, show me grace for Arietta and Becker. Becker is good off the claim. He's got about, I believe it was about 22%, 23% right around Cox, um, which is not bad company to be in. It just comes down to me. This horse is another horse that just kind of doesn't really show that it could rate off horses. It kind of did back here at the Louisiana Downs race in September. Was able to sit and then got caught the lead at the top of the stretch and just faded a little bit at seven. So I kind of like a little bit just being able to take this horse a little bit back for Arietta and Becker and just being able to get the first jump on a horse like the 11. Um, it's going to come down to me whether the seven's going to have to going to rate a little bit and pass them at the top or the age just going to be able to be faster than everyone else and get a clear lead. That's my thinking as well. And you'll see from my bets that I'm going to give out later 
that's kind of how I'm playing this race. But this race can go many different ways. As like I said, with so much speed in this race, there's a lot of different ways it can go. But I'm going 8 7 11. Patrick is going 8 11 7. And Charlie is going 8 4 6. All right, guys, as I switch the PP, uh, the PPs and the race right now, we're going on to race nine. It is the, I believe it's the grade three, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, it is the $500,000 Count Fleet Sprint Handicap. This is, it's for four-year-olds and upward. And the morning line favorite, as I bring it on the screen now, is the number five, Tejano Twist for Hartman and Arietta and bump da da of course, we're all going with Tejano Twist. I'm gonna give my. I'm gonna let Charlie go first here, but I have a pretty good feeling on what's gonna happen in a race like this. But Charlie, what did you like about Tejano Twist? Yeah. So if anybody watches the show, cares about what I have to say, or pays attention to what I have to say, knows that this horse is literally my dream horse. It's everything I ever would want in a horse. It's a horse that sits way off the pace, likes to wait for that final stretch, and then just kicks and keeps on kicking and finishes. Does its best work late and finishes strong. I love closers. I love closers. I love closers. This horse does everything for me. It's been working well. It likes the distance. I mean, obviously, I think it can handle more, but it doesn't need to. Even though at times it looks like it might be sitting too far off the pace, it finds a way. And more importantly, it finds a way with a little room to spare. You know, it's not one of those things where it's always winning by a nose or a neck where you have to be more worried. It's winning by, like, a couple lengths. And so I just don't see And I do think there is enough early speed in this race where it can keep doing the same thing. Uh, and I'm, I'm just – I'm not concerned. The horse's speed figures have been – very consistent ever since October. It really once it got to that Keeneland race at six furlongs has been in the high nineties or higher. Uh, yeah, I just there hasn't been anything about this horse that wouldn't make me pick it. I agree, Patrick. Do you have anything to add to that? No, I mean Charlie hits on it. Has won four of the last five, and like we talked about before the show, lost to Gnight how many times? I think two times. You know, so it's this horse is ha, has the setup, but you know, I think you were kind of hinting on when you meant we, we think we know what might happen is the we might get wired by another horse. Um, and that's where, you know, this horse is improved in every start. So to say that, you know, this horse is not going to be there at the finish, I think, you know, would kind of be false. This horse is going to have a shot at the wire, I believe, and just has to run its race and let, you know, let the pace meltdown happen and, you know, catch him. And that's where, you know, my uh, second choice, um, the two with Charlie has uh, Skelly, um, this horse, all it does is has speed. And I think is ultra talented for uh, Asmussen. But, you know, I, I just don't know if this horse is going to be able to withstand the speed. But I know you want to talk about uh, the five as well. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I love Tejano Twist in this spot. I think, personally, I think this horse is going to get the exact same trip that it got in the Whitmore. And I'm going to play the replay real quick, just kind of give everyone um, – a little bit of a visual on what's going on. I think this horse gets the exact same trip in this race. Tiano twist, which I personally was all over in this race as well. Just, you can see they're going 22 and one to the opening quarter dueling the whole way around. And I don't know why, oh, cause I'm already full screen. Sorry guys. Um, Oh, okay. Just doesn't want me to make it full screen. Hold on. Let me redo it. I'm apologize guys. There we go. Okay. So I'm going to replay it from the turn here. Tejano Twist is this horse moving up on the far outside. They went 22 and one, as I stated at the opening quarter, 45 and one. So a little bit slower, but not by much. And you'll see Tejano Twist just comes by and starts rolling down the stretch. 
And this horse is, I mean, this horse isn't even going to get touched. It's just going to yeah. win super easily. Um, I mean, realistically, the margin you'll see is two and a half. You see, he hit him once just to keep him focused. But other than that, this horse wins easily. And I completely see the exact same trip coming for this horse in this spot. I, I just, it's just, it's with all the speed on paper, it really becomes hard for me to make a case for a, for a horse that likes to go out to the front as there's just, they're going to duel the whole time. Like I said, I think Daniel twist gets the exact same trip as he did in the Whitmore and blows by everybody about mid stretch exactly as we just watched. So I love town of twist in the spot. I'm going to base my, my, not my entire day, but a lot of my day around Tejano twist, both before in doubles and after in doubles, you'll see later, but Tejano twist is a big one for me in this sequence. Uh, you were taught. Um, I actually am the only one that has the seven in second surveillance for DeSormo and Graham. Um, look, this horse has closed into a lot of cold paces in the fat in the past two at fairgrounds, Granted, listed stakes, but got 102-3 back in December, winning by two, beating Bango, which is being Bango twice, actually, who's a really nice horse in, in his own right. And granted, I Keith puts him on the turf last time. I'm not sure where that really comes from. Maybe it's just the only spot he could find. Um, but these races on dirt, especially coming from the tactical speed that this horse has, I really like um, how this horse can continue to build off of that. And even if it runs another 98, I think that puts this horse right in contention to be right behind Teano twist, maybe get the jump, but then Teano twist just blows by everybody in the mid stretch. And that's what I'm thinking guys, you guys have number two in second, both of you, the Skelly, I'm going to go to Patrick here first, Patrick, what did you like about Skelly, which as you said, had a lot of talent for Asmussen. Yeah. I mean, this horse seems to have found, you know, as it's gotten older, just has gotten better, which makes sense. But, you know, when you look at this, I mean, it's kind of tremendous. I mean, this horse was running 80 buyers um, to start out and then threw a dud in the slop at, with a 47 and then rattled off an 83, 95, 100. Uh, that tells me Asmussen loves this horse. The horse has been training solid. Um, you know, the is the speed of the speed. And, you know, he wants to throw this horse in a stakes race, and rightfully so, and I'm not doubting uh, Steve Asmussen in this in this spot. So uh, I like this horse for a second. Yeah, and Charlie, I'll let you touch on it before I give my two cents. Charlie, what'd you like about Skelly? Yeah, so kind of like what Patrick hit on earlier. As much as I love my closers, and I always and that's a hill I'm always going to die on. The only risk you always run when you do that is if there's a speed horse that's able to get away, or maybe doesn't necessarily get away, but you know just has enough ground and enough left in the tank to hold them off. And so that was my thought process. The only way the five is losing is you have to figure out, okay, out of the speed horses, which is the most consistent, which has the best true speed, and which is the one where you were like, if you had to picture a scenario where the five can't get there in time, who's it going to be? And for me, it's the two horse. I think it has the best speed. I love the consistent huge jumps in speed figure improvement and the fact that, again, even though it's a speed horse, it's also pulling away. You see it was up by, in its last race, a length got it up to four, uh, so it doesn't have trouble pulling away and pulling out more of it. You see that earlier in its career as well, where it set off the pace a little bit and won by six. So this horse has shown that it's capable of getting away if needed. Uh, I do, there are a lot of horses I like in this field. I'm going to touch on one later that I'm a little surprised getting overlooked. But I know also, as you mentioned on the seven, and I'm sure you and Patrick will talk on the 10, 
uh, yeah, when we get to the, our pick fives later, as much as I like the five, I think there are a lot of horses in this race that could win. So I think as much as I like the five, I will say for the price it could be at, I wouldn't discourage anybody to look elsewhere because there are a lot of legit contenders. It's a very strong field, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think this horse is the speed of the speed. Like I said, it's just there's a lot of horses that want to go for that early lead. And Matt mentioned the number one in this race, which is Edge Edge, which is the other Hartman. I think this horse has just ran a lot of cold paces, even though it, it ran pretty well in the slop. I'm sorry, in the mud with a really hot pace in front of him. But this horse just kind of has it has had it its own way. I like the number. I like I said I like Tahano Twist to blow by everybody like that. Actually, Candyman Rockets a horse in here. Who another horse that likes to go for the lead? I love the four. Yeah. We had that horse single that Gulfstream. I remember we did. most of us did. Yep, and um, it worked out pretty well for us. But yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was a big race there for sure. Oops, I only clicked on Bill Mott's stats. We don't need to see him. We know how good he is. Pat uh, Charlie, I know you like the number four, but I'm gonna move down to the number ten here which is Strobe for Cox, Godolphin, and Giroux, which is the boss's top pick here. Yeah, I was going to say I, that. The boss hit on it already. Ultra talented. is super talented, up-and-comer. He's only raced five times, won four. This horse is going to be near the lead. I don't necessarily think this horse needs the lead by any means. Only a horse that this horse lost to was Knocker Down, who's a very nice horse. If this horse can continue to like I said, at this 101 buyer, I think this horse has a tremendous shot. I just don't know about the trip. This horse could get a wide trip being that he's one of many that's going to be towards the front in a race like this, but I don't think this horse is necessarily impossible by any means. Obviously I have him in third, but I just love the trip that Tejano twist is going to get in this race. Patrick, would you agree with that? Or are you looking more to strobe? No, I, I agree with it. But like you said, you know, you, you can't look off a of strobe, uh, you know, I'll have strobe on my, uh, my uh, pick five ticket. So, yeah, and I completely agree. And I, uh, and Jim um, hit on what I hit on as well. As you'll see, all the rail wins have been in blue, slow-coated races, which is generally is the same, kind of the same thing with Strobe as you see here. But I don't think Strobe's necessarily a need the lead type. I think this horse is almost inheriting the lead just because of all the talent that this horse has. But I agree with Jim's take on the one that it's kind of had its way in a lot of uh, he's had its his way in a lot of the races that he's ran uh, up to this race, and I don't think he's going to get that sort of trip here. Again, I'm going 5-7-10. Patrick's going 5-2-10, and Charlie's going 5-2-4 in this race. And, guys, I'm going to bring up the next race right now, race number 10. It is an, a really nice starter allowance, 30,000. A full field of 12 with two also eligibles. I'm going to put it on screen now. The morning line favorite is the number nine. It's pretty, pretty short. I mean, pretty decent morning line favorite at seven to two, um, followed by the number two, Joe Frazier at four to one and the number seven Cosmo at nine to two. As I bring up the picks here, you can see we're, we're not all oh, me and Patrick are right on it again. As you'll see, um, we're both going to number seven Cosmo. Charlie is the odd man out going at the actually outside with the number 11 espionage. And I'm going to let him go first as I bring up the PPs. Charlie, odd man out. Tell us why we're wrong and why you like espionage. Yeah, so, I mean, this is another. I'm surprised for the claim not being that high. This is a very tough field. This was another one I had to go deep in. I think there's a lot of contenders in this race. But, yeah, I just love what I've been seeing from the 11. Again, I've hammered on the show a lot. I like to see horses that are able to make that big step up. And you see in its last race something happened. 
It ran this distance, which it's done before, though. Had good speed figures. You know, the pace was normal. It's not like it benefited from some sort of crazy hot or crazy slow pace. And, yeah, just it, it got to the lead, and then it ran away with it. Obviously, being on the outside, the trip is a question. But what I like about this horse is even though, obviously, it is a horse with speed, if you look at the figures, to have 100 early speed for this kind of field and still have a 61 late figure is pretty impressive, in my opinion, because it shows that this horse isn't one that will probably just get to the front and die. It has enough where it could sit right off the pace or get to the front and hang on. So, yeah, I feel like in a field like this where it is wide open, there, even though the odds may say it, I don't think there is a clear favorite. Uh, obviously, also came from a pretty expensive sire. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this horse does have a lot of potential. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe mine's different because this, uh, the time form on yours is a little different from what I was given. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I just think this is an open field. I think there's a lot of realistic contenders, and the 11 just caught my eye. Uh, and, yeah, I just – there wasn't a certain horse that sold me in particular. Yeah, I mean, this horse, I actually think, yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned the time form figures. I think this horse is definitely talented and just caught a brand, like a new wind almost, an eight-day layoff for Janice Schlenk, who's only raced four times in 2023. She's won two of them, to her credit, for sure, but this horse has taken a step up from from uh, Allowance 12.5 company up to 30,000 starter company. I think this horse is definitely talented. I don't know necessarily think this horse needs the lead by any means, but um, this horse is going to have to deal with a lot bigger, better contenders, in my opinion. And actually, Patrick, I'm very, I'm very curious to hear your take on it. I thought this is going to be my one price horse that I give out a sequence. No, and no, no. You, you no, come no, up no. with it anyway. That's crazy. Patrick, what did you like about the number seven, Cosimo? You know, since this horse has been with Theodoro, I mean, you know, we've seen improvement. Um, you know, very versatile horse, you know, has options on what the horse wants to do with how the pace is. And I, I just think this race will set up, you know, perfectly for Cosmo. Now, getting Tyler Gaffleone obviously doesn't um, – isn't a bad thing. This is a great thing. But it just has been training well. So uh, I'm going to take a shot here. And, you know, I – I just like I said, this pace is just—it's—it's it's a weird, weird setup here. So I, I'm liking—I think the sevens has a lot of options. Yeah, and this is another one that I'm looking for these pace. Uh, this this whole card—I'm going to keep reiterating it—but this whole card for me is really pace dependent. Yep. There's a lot of other horses in this in this race that love to go to the lead, and not to mention that Oaklawn as a whole, this uh, spring meet has been playing really fair. Um, <laughs> Jim, I swear to God, these all these do all these people do is rip on me. Uh, but um, realistically, it's um, can I see now it threw me off. Now you're throwing me off, Jim. But um, for I mean, Cosmo, two nine to two when the favorite seven to two is not the craziest thing I've ever. Heard. <laughs> hey, when this horse goes off at six to one, Charlie, and wins by two, then we're talking. But um. Like I said, I think this horse sits a really good trip. This horse has tactical speed. It's not going to be ridiculously far back. Diodoro, uh, this is actually a claim back for Diodoro. You can actually see he actually made some money on it too. But, uh, two back at Oaklawn or three back at Oaklawn. This horse was claimed from Diodoro for 50. And actually uh, Cipriano Contreras put it in for 30. And this horse was claimed back immediately by Diodoro. And actually the exact same owner as well. So this horse was a, an immediate claim back. They claim this horse back, throw it back up at 50, and this horse wins going away. So I really like that type of angle where 
Um, the connections really like this horse, and obviously both Diodoro and Jerry Karoom see something in this horse. Now they're jumping it back up, or not back up, they're jumping it up into Starter Allowance Company. And again, I think this horse sits a really, really good trip. As long as the speed develops in front of him, this horse is definitely live in this spot, in my opinion. And uh, we're all, actually, all of us are going with the number nine. That's a nine slam, to place. Slam dunk sermon. Oh, you're not going to get a decent price on this <laughs> yeah, one. No, I'll tell not. you that much. But, um, Charlie, I'll let you talk about him first. What did you like about Slam Dunk's sermon? Yeah, so don't bet the source to place. Just put him in the exactas under a bunch of different horses because we all are companies coming second. But, yeah, no, Slam Dunk sermon. I mean, you look at the figures, has been really consistent in its last four, and then obviously in its most recent one had that big step up. Again, I just really like in these kind of distances and fields. I like stalkers a lot. I think this is a perfect setup for the nine. Uh you, again, the speed figures have continued to improve. It has very solid early and late speed, uh, even more so than the 11. It's probably the safe, most consistent and safest bet in the field. But I figured, again, when there are no safe or clear-cut bets, why not take a chance? That's why I don't have it on top. Looks like we all kind of had that same mentality of take a chance on someone and then just fall back to say at least you have the nine so people can't say you were wrong since he's the safest bet to go with. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you just look at the nine's resume and its body of work, it's I can see why it's the favorite. I think it's a solid and talented horse, and I do think that there's a very good spot for Slam Dunk Sturman. And the name is awesome. I agree with that. Patrick, what do you what do you like about him? You, you know, Charlie hit on most of it, so I won't elaborate too much. It's just my one thing was, like, I'm, I'm trying to beat a horse that, you know, is not going to benefit from the horses around him with the pace. So um, I'm going to try and go away from it, hoping to get a price. But this horse could just wire the field. So we'll, we'll see, but I'll have him on my ticket. Yeah, and absolutely. This horse is not, again, I keep saying it, but it's not, he's not a need the lead type by any means. This horse has the best figure in the race coming off the claim for for Thomas Vance in the last. Gets Ricardo Santana again in this race. I don't think this horse is going to have another cold pace to run into, as I stated before. Makes the jump up in class, but I think this horse, if he can definitely improve off that 91 or even, even stay static at that 91, this horse is going to be very, very live in this spot as well and um i have the three you guys both have the two let me touch on the three real quick um as i go up but actually first off um before i forget i wanted to touch on deodoro's um numbers second off the claim so i didn't put it in my notes but um i just put it in the chat um out of 530 entrants total in the past five years for deodoro second off the claim he wins at a 24 percent clip so um, especially and and the fact that this horse is a claim back, I really like uh, Cosmo in this spot. And I'm gonna like I said, the three is Papa Rocket for Becker and Arietta. Source was claimed from D Wayne Lucas last time. Beat a lot of the horses in this race. This horse is one of the horses that's gonna be in the back. And if the pace melts down, this could be a horse that could come flying late. That was my sole fact on the um, on this horse was there's a lot of speed in this race. If the pace does melt down, who's going to be the horse to pick up the pieces? And if the horse can and can improve just a little bit, definitely needs to improve on figures to win, improve by a lot. But if he can improve just a little bit to maybe that 80 level where he was two starts back, I think this horse definitely has a chance in third. But you guys both have the number two. Patrick, I'll let you talk about Joe Frazier first. Yeah, I mean, Joe Frazier has run in uh, races with a ton of pace and has been on or near the lead in all of them. Um, and in the one race that he won three back, um, came from a little bit off the pace. And I just, you know, I I just think 
and that was from a uh, from a mile distance. So, you know, I don't know how this horse is going to take the six furlongs. Has run it in the past, obviously, but I'm going to keep on the t- on my ticket just because I'm a little nervous that this horse could improve again and run a very decent race. And that's why you know I just want to keep him on the ticket just in case. Yeah, absolutely, Charlie. Do you have anything else? I mean, yeah, I got another great name, Smoking Joe Fraser. I have to point that out for a second. But, yeah, no, I just feel like if you just look at the strength of schedule, that's really why this horse caught my eye. Because even though the fields might not be, like, from the amount of money necessarily the most impressive, the pace has consistently been tough, and this horse has been able to sit off that pace and work with it and make a good move. I could certainly see it improving for sure. Uh, and, yeah, if you wanted to be bold, maybe you should have put – I mean, I'm not saying it will happen, but I do like the three as well. I think it could close, but that would have been who you should have put on top if you were trying to be bold. <laughs> but uh, I do like the three as well. I, I, again, I went five deep in this one as well. There's a lot of good contenders. Um, but, yeah, I just want to touch on that as well because I think you made a good point, Kyle, is I do think if this race were to fall apart at all or if the horse could even just improve on its figures a little more and sit a little less off the pace, that the three could be a great price. Yeah, and I appreciate it. But with Joe Frazier – there's a lot. There's a few question marks for me on this horse, and I'll move on to the next race. I'll go quick. This horse is running a mile at Prairie Meadows, and its last four ran really well. Comes back to Oaklawn this spring, runs a good race against Allowance Thirty Five Company, running its best buyer ever. But I mean, the cold pace wasn't able to close any ground from just being a one off the pace. Now he takes the blinkers off, and still runs at six furlongs. Realistically, in my opinion, what would be a little bit of a better field, even? I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. And this horse is over. Thank you, Vale Place. This horse is over seven at Oaklawn Park over the years. This this horse is not someone I can pick on top, especially who's going to be a um, who's going to be a probably a short price as well in this race, most likely around that four to one angle. I'm going seven nine three. Patrick's going seven nine two. And Charlie's going eleven nine two guys. I'm gonna switch the pay, switch the PPs right now. But this is what we all been waiting for. This is the big one that came up with four horses. But anyway, this is the Apple Blossom Grade One for the girl for the older girls in a race like this. Let me pull it up right now. It is race eleven on the card. Like I said, the Apple Blossom. Stakes a million dollars for Phillies and Mares, full year old and up. Only four, but there's two stickouts in this race, and they definitely stick out like a sore thumb. Both Secret Oath and Clarier. Guys, I want to hear it in the chat right now for anyone that's listening. Who is winning, Secret Oath or Clarier? Everyone put it in the chat right now, and I'm going to wait to see who we pick. But I want to see a little bit of comments before we put it up. So who's winning this race, Secret Oath or Clarier at Oakland Park? Um, I'll tell you what, there's, um, for all of us, I know Charlie, I showed Patrick actually before the show, cause I thought it was really funny, but Charlie hasn't seen these picks yet. So I'm really interested to see what he has to say about these, but, um, it's a big field. So everybody, you know, make it, it's, it's a big field, but everyone, so Jim says secret oath. Don't not trust Rosario. Here we go. And then Clarier all the way from Matt Miller. Clarier. Now look at this. You ready for this stuff? Bang. Oh. Bitches. <laughs> We're all going secret oath. It's, oh my God. I can't. I, this, I, this one I, took me a long time. There were so I many know. 
I'm not going to lie. When you sent me the program, honestly, I thought there was like a cutoff. So I was about to text you to say, where are the rest of the horses? Uh, but then I looked it up online and thought there were only four of them. You know, this one took a long time when I was scrolling through all those different. I mean, this is a big field. We're talking like Arlington right before it went bank, like like right before they had to close down big field. Those kind of okay. All right, all right. Don't yeah. you've too much. You've you've done your with your Arlington nonsense for the day. You're over it. <laughs> um, guys, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this one first. Um, just to put my two cents because I know I know when I get off this call, I'm gonna get a call from the boss and say, yeah. "What the hell are you doing?" But look, I think in a small field like this, I think Secret Oath just sits a better trip. I I. Personally, I think Clarier is the better horse. I'm just going to put that out there. I think Clarier is better than Secret Oath. And I was wrong in the Oaks. I was wrong in a lot of races with Clarier. But I think she's the more talented horse than Secret Oath is. But I think Secret Oath is going to sit closer to the pace. Um, as I scroll down, obviously, there's only four horses. The two is going to go to the lead. The three is going to be way far back. I don't even think that horse is ever going to have a chance. I think the two is going to be out to the lead. Secret Oath, it's going to be the two, Secret Oath, Clarier far back here, and then the three off the screen. That's my full guess. And I think Secret Oath is going to get the jump on Clarier in a race like this. And even though Clarier might be the more talented horse, I think the way Secret Oath ran that last race, getting second off the layoff, for D. Wayne, I think this horse is going to be extremely dangerous with a trip in a very short field. But I know, again, I know people in the chat, a lot of Clarier love in the chat, but that's why I think you're wrong. Patrick, you're up next to tell them why they're wrong. I, You know, I, I just, I mean, you hit on it. It's, it's all about the pace for me. It's, you know, I think that Secret Oath can sit up, sit a trip where it can be closer to the lead, like you said, and Clarier, you know, needs to run into something. And now you look at when uh, Clarier last ran in a um, four horse field was in the Shuvi at Saratoga. And don't get me wrong, won that race beat Malathot at the wire. But it's like, I just, I don't know if I trust Clarier coming back again. You know, Secreto took it to Clarier last time out. And I just think at the end of the day, Secret Oath is on top of her game right now and is going to win this race. Yeah, I honestly, I really love the last race. I just don't, I just don't think Clarier has that type of early speed she used to show. And it wasn't much, but the horse never used to be like 11 back, 10 back, eight back. Like this horse never used to be that far back. I mean, look at the Ogden Phipps. She was way far back in that race, but the race before in the Apple Blossom last year, she was only four and a half off the speed of Latruska. And I, I don't see that happening this year. I really don't. I'm just finishing putting up the comments from all from the people, the great people that commented to my question beforehand. I, I just I think she's going to be way farther, not way farther back. I think she's going to be farther back than Secret Oath in this race. And I just think Secret Oath is going to get the jump on her. Charlie, is that kind of how you say it, saw it as well? Yeah, so the way I see this huge field is the three horses here for Vibes. It just wants to be able to say it was a part of a big race, put it on the resume that it participated, uh, and, you know, maybe hope that somehow the other three horses crash into each other and fall over because otherwise this horse isn't winning. Or maybe they give it like a 20-second head start and stay catch up to the three for fairness. But since I doubt either of those sequences happen, pretend that this four-horse field gets even smaller to three. 
And then after that, you have the two, which in my opinion would be honestly the only threat if there's somehow a way that the two gets away, which I just don't see happening in such a small field. I think the one's going to sit right off the two. The three, again, is just not going to be there. The second the race starts, you're going to think it was only a three-horse race because it'll be off the screen. I mean, those speed figures are just scary, terrible. I thought it was in the wrong race. And then, yeah, the four-horse, I got another one that it is a good horse, but I don't think the distance is enough. And I think with so few horses, I think it's just going to sit too far back. I think the one is going to happily sit behind the two and say, thank you for getting the pace going for us and making the four be too far behind. I'm just going to go right on past you and breeze to victory. Also doesn't hurt that it has my favorite jockey in the world and Tyler Gaffleon, who is always a pleasure for any horse to get to have on the saddle. Uh, also very legendary trainer. I think another great bit to his resume, another win. Uh, I think Secret Oath should win this fairly comfortably, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, comfortably is definitely going to be a stretch with a horse like Clary Air breathing down her neck. I'm being but, bold. I, I, I hey, think I, I love it. But I'm going to, I want, I was going to show it anyway, but I'm going to heed to the boss's orders right now. Show the replay, show the replay, Kyle. Rosario's ride was much more passive. I agree with you. Even the, even the notes say unhurried. But as I put it up right now, I'm going to skip ahead. You can see Secret Oath is the one here. Clary Air is right next to her as I make this full screen. You can see as they go around the far turn, you see Secret Oath gets a clear run and finally makes her move, which is actually why I debated putting Clarier on top in this race. Secret Oath, you're going to see, is swinging four wide. Rosario is being extremely patient on Clarier with the Rosario way. You can see Secret Oath just comes four wide. Tyler's not even asking her yet. Gives her a tap on the shoulder, and this is when Secret Oath just starts flying away. As again, Rosario goes in between horses here. This has a little bit of a, a, a lot not i mean i wouldn't even say tougher trip but definitely has a more congested trip for sure it's going to get up for second but secret oath wins this going away i mean if secret oath gets that same trip again in a four horse field granted but i think secret oath gets the jump as i stated but i don't think rosario will be that pat that that passive again either but i think secret oath is going to have still has more tactical speed than clarier and that's what i based my uh, my handicapping on in the race with this short of a field. So I'm going one, four, two, actually everybody is going one, four, two secret oath over Clary air over hot and sultry, but obviously the full rivalry is going to be between four to five and one to one in secret oath and Clary air guys. I'm going to bring up the last P the last race of the sequence. Nothing like ending on a, on a maiden special weight. What an awful three-year-olds. It's, awful I mean, race. You know, when you get to three old Phillies this type of year, especially the ones that are just debuting, you're not going to get the best type of company. But I'm moving to the race right now in the Equibase right now. And here we go. It is made in special way for an Arkansas bred made in special way, might I add. The top the top choice is the number one in gala for Christian Torres, Ron Moquette at eight to five. And as I switch it here, this marks we are all going with the chalk, and that marks five for five. For me and Patrick being the exact same, which is the first time that that's ever happened for sure on this show. So, Patrick, welcome to the dark side of the all chalk minus one. And I hope you stay and enjoy your time. I'm going to switch the PPs right now. Charlie, you're going first on this race. What did you like about the number one in Gala? Oh, man, I don't like wording it that way. It's not much about what I like about the one. It's more so I'm looking at a field where I see literally nothing. So I'm looking for who's shown the best of the worst. Uh, that's the one. I mean, it has in its two starts. It's been decent. Got second in both of them. Obviously, I will say if I'm trying to give it any benefit of the doubt, I do like the jump in the speed figures. 
from 44 to 62, which you do tend to see from horses after their first start is they do try to take that leap in the second start. So I'm just banking that none of the first-time starters look that good. The horses that have only had one start didn't do enough for me where I'm convinced that they'll take a big enough second leap that I'm concerned. And for those that have raced two times or more already, the one looks the best of them. I don't think it's an eight to five because of its resume. I think it's an eight to five for a big field because of the fact that the rest of the field has no resume. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going with the one. I, not a strong field. It's the best of the worst. Uh, and you know, these are tough fields to figure out because it's like having a ton of faith in a heavy favorite and the best horse when the horses are this bad can be risky, but it was kind of like a trying to get all the wrong answers. Like it was a test just trying to cross out all the ones you knew it wasn't. And unfortunately, by the time I was done with that, the one horse was the only one left. That's how it ended up on top for me. I mean, Patrick, I'm going to take the reins on the one. I'll let you touch on anything after this. Um, I agree, Charlie. The first time, all the first time starters really do absolutely nothing for me in this race. And this is a race where, and Howard, and Howard's like this as well, I know. Um, he likes to find a fresh face in a race like this. But as I'm going through, I, I, I don't like any of the fresh faces That's at all. Saying. Yeah. I mean, this horse is not is um, working out like crap pretty much. Really Tom Swearingen is two for 33 with first time starters over the past five years. I mean, the, the four is slow. The five, I do whatever. Uh, the six, uh, Dwayne Loy is 0 for 16 with first time starters and one for 16 in the money with first time <laughs> starters. Like, I, it, it's. Uh, I can't I don't even know. I've wit is five for 33 with second time starters after a decent race here coming a five to one morning line. Um, and who there's one more, the 11, uh, Robert Klein is two for 28 with first time starters. And this horse is not working well at all either. I mean, there's just no fresh face in this race that does it for me. And as I bring up this race at Oakland, you can see five, six of these horses all race in the same race. And but again, none of them do anything for me, but none of the new faces do anything for me. And this horse ran really well. I think this horse is going to get out to the lead, get a really nice trip under Christian Torres from Moquette. This horse is going to be around this one and a half to one mark again. And I think this horse is going to get the job done. It's and Matt just brought up a good point, which he takes the words right out of my mouth always, probably because I learned it. I learned a lot from him. But um, the board in a race like this, if you're just playing it vertically, the board is going to tell you a lot of what you need to know, both in the will pays and on the tote board, just in general, like this one horse, if this one horse is five to two on the board, then you might, you might want to look elsewhere, but if this horse is getting hammered at four to five, then, you know, this horse is most likely live. And I think this horse is definitely going to lean more towards that six to five mark for the reasons that I just mentioned, but the board is definitely your friend. If you're playing this vertically, um, we all, we all have the eight in there, Patrick, since I didn't let you talk about the one, I'll let you talk about the eight next Thursday for Randy Morrison, Martin Garcia. Yeah. Um, it's just like you said, this race is a absolute disaster when it comes to figuring out what horses are live and what horses are just not, you know, anywhere to be seen. And I just think that, um, you know, next Thursday is a horse that is going to benefit from, you know, training and stuff like that. So coming off a two seconds and a third and paces that were just incredibly fast, I, I think this horse could improve. And, you know, 
it's a race of, you know, you got to pick and choose your spots. And I think this horse will be a decent, you know, should be a decent price on the board. Yeah. And in my eyes, if the one can't get it done, who's going to get it done? And this horse is showed to have at least improving speed figures. This horse is working. Okay. And Randy Morris with Martin, Martin Garcia, I think is definitely um, a force that can upset the field a little bit at a small, at a decent price. I have the seven. I'm going to let this talk about the seven. I'll let you guys talk about your third really quick, and then we'll move on to the pick fives as we're getting a little bit over time. Again, just seven with the 46 second-time starters. He's five for 33. I don't know if this horse has enough uh, improvement in it to be able to win the race. I think this horse can definitely be one to clunk up for third in a race like this, but this horse finished right behind the one and the eight who I have first and second. So I'm going with the old horses that race together, win together strategy in a race where I don't like any of the fresh faces as stated before. Charlie, you like the four iconic bonnet for J- for Jaime Gonzalez and Medellin. I mean, uh, God, the works are so bad. Three, three furlongs and 40. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the four. We have to give our top three. At least it's a price. So maybe if you like the one and you're looking for somebody to throw under it, maybe you see that last race where it almost won and say, hey, it's worth a shot. I mean, there's a reason the sire was only 1,500. I don't know. The, the one should win this race. There's no one that, that, that there's that done. I mean, the eight has shown some promise. So if you really want to bet against the one to win, then maybe you take the eight. If you really are just looking for any sort of value, maybe you play an exacto with the one eight. But I don't know. I think the four is a good price. I think anything you can find in double digits in a field this week is at least worth putting in the under simply because they're not that proven. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's all I could say. I mean, God, the figures are terrible. It's tough. <laughs> but it's again, really this... hard to try to find a way to gas up. Something yeah, no, you're fine. This is the race, you know, where this is the stuff that can happen. And Charlie, I mean, and uh, Patrick, you have the three and third. Talk about it real quick before we move on to our pick five. Yeah, one, uh, just two things. Um, trainer first start is hitting at 25% eight time uh, with eight uh, chances that it's gotten. And uh, on the dirt has been, is hitting at 20, 20%. Just going with numbers there and, you know, hoping for the best with a first-time starter. Yeah. And, again, I'm talking about the fresh faces. One of these horses could just freak off the screen, and, you know, yeah. that's the way it goes in these types of races, especially with Arkansas breads. But, again, I it, there's a lot of stuff that can happen. The one's definitely the most likely winner, but underneath you can go many which ways. I'm going 178. Patrick's going 183, and Charlie is going 184. Guys, I'm switching over to our pick five tickets right now, and we'll move on. Charlie, Charlie, my man, I don't think I know you anymore. Who the hell are you? Two singles? This is insane. Charlie's going. Sorry, let me read out the ticket real quick for our audio listeners. Charlie is going 4 8 with 2 4 5 7 10 with 2 3 7 9 11 with 1 with 1 for a $50 ticket. Charlie, go ahead and talk about it. I mean, yeah, I figured, you know what? The singles were going to have to come out at some point. We had a race with four horses. So I was like, you got to single that one because it's one or the other and it's a short price. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, I really think that the two most exciting races to watch in that pick five are races nine and ten. There's a lot of legitimate contenders as much as we all like that five horse. Uh, So I went five deep in those to just play it safe because I think those are really the only legit contenders uh, i made sure to throw the three in there because you had touched on in case the race falls apart that's the one that could do it uh, in terms of the very first race the eight should win but the only horse that gave me excitement otherwise was the four and i couldn't single three straight three of the races i'm not that risky 
And then, yeah, in the last race, I mean, it's a disaster. If I lose on that race, I don't care. But I'm not allowing myself to go out of my shield with more than one horse in such a terrible field. So I'm willing to take a chance. And again, the price isn't there. I'm trying to at least give the viewers, if they take my ticket, a chance to make the money. So, uh, yeah, I figured if there was any time for me to get out of my comfort zone and go with some singles, why not now? Yeah, and like I said, the one's the most likely winner. And if you catch a price in one of the other races that beats a decent favorite, you could be in the business as long as the one comes in in the last. Patrick, you also are going to single secret oath, but you're going 7, 8, 11 with 2, 5, 10, with 7, 9, with 1, with 1, 3, 4, 7, 8. Patrick, go ahead talk about your ticket. Yeah, you know, the first leg, um, I'm going with my top three selections. I, I really couldn't, you know, pick single anything and uh, you know I, I didn't want to go too deep early so I'm, I'm confident in the first leg and, and the second leg you know I was thinking about um singling the five um but Skelly scares me a little bit and so does Strobe and in the third leg Cosmo you know Co- Kyle I'm confident in you Cosmo uh, well, I'm, I'm going with confident yourself too man yeah no yeah, I am I'm confident in myself top. too uh Cosmo and uh, uh slam dunk sermon the nine and then I'm singling secret oath I personally and you know correct me if i'm wrong i i think that the um you have to single in the apple blossom because i just feel like the way it is, is if it's not secret oath it's clary air and if you have both of them i just don't think the pay is going to be worth it for, depending on how your tickets constructed now get me wrong if you construct tickets a different way then you know it is what it is um and then the last leg um going five deep with a couple price horses one three four seven eight um just hoping to get there like usual and hope for the best like I said, the one thing is, and then, you know, I told you, Uncle Howard's coming for our ass if we lose. I'm telling you. So, what you. happens if Secret Oath wins? So well, it's got to be a little give and take here. Then, you know, <laughs> yeah. then he's going to say something like, ah, you know, it's too far back. Rosario sucks, you know, whatever. I'm just kidding, Howard. Love you, man. But um, there's, look, Claire, like I said, I think she's the more talented horse. I just, if the horse can be kept close, which hasn't been shown in its in her most recent races, the horse has a definite shot, and she'll finally have some clear air to run into as the Breeders' Cup, we know she came up the rail and everything else, so it'll be interesting. But we'll see how it goes. Patrick, Jim loves your pick five. Uh-oh. I agree with Jim. Uh-oh. So we'll see how that goes. I actually am going to give out double bets for my best bets, but I'll give out the pick five just for the shits and giggles. I'm going oh my God. spread single, spread single, three. I'm going four, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, with five singling Tejano Twist, with two, three, five, seven, nine, eleven, with one, with one, seven, eight for a fifty-four dollar ticket. First race, that's the race to catch a price. Twelve five claimer. I'm looking for someone big. Tejano Twist, I think, sits of the perfect trip, just like he did in the Whitmore. Going singling there. Spreading in the third race because there's a lot of horses that could win that race as well. Agreed. Singling Secret Oath, think she gets the trip and one seven eight. And the last, there's a lot more horses that might have might have a chance to win, but there's just no one that excites me besides the horses that I have in my top three. Like I said, I don't like any of the fresh faces. I think they're all extremely slow if they've raced at all, and all the horses that haven't raced have horrible stats and horrible works. So I'm going to take a chance just going three deep in there. I'm going spread, single, spread, single, spread, and hoping to catch a decent one in the, fir- in the first or third leg. But my best bets, which I give out on Twitter every week, both on Friday and Saturday, follow me on Twitter at AP Roscoe K if you're interested. I'm basing, like I said, most of my day, not all of it, but most of my day around Tejano Twist. I'm going race eight double. I'm going seven, eight with five. Race nine, I'm going five with seven, nine. 
race 10 double. I'm going 7-9 with one singling secret oath there. But again, I told you, a lot of my plays are going to be singled around Tejano Twist. He, hopefully he gets the trip. I think he's going to get a lot of fa uh, fast pace in front of him and catch him at the end. But again, that goes up on my Twitter with my dash from the new dash for the cash. Roscoe Dash, as many of you young people know, the old people might not get it, might not get the rapper reference. But um, thanks to everyone out there for following me on Twitter. Greatly appreciate it. But guys, that's going to do it for Oakland. Like I said, thank you to everybody that showed up for today's show. I'm going to give Charlie his reign and I'm going to let it loose here, as they say, down the stretch, because I'm going to let him talk about uh, the NBA opening playoff round, which starts this Saturday. I mean, it's a massive time for NBA as they're playing the playoff play in games right now. And just for the men back home, this is going up on the screen. If I still have it here, where is it? I do. For the boys back home, we're putting the Bulls background on. And Charlie, yeah, after a big win today, Howard didn't believe it. Congratulations. You won a playing game. What did he do? Hey, whoop did he do, Basil? But I'll see it. you there. They're probably going to lose by 30 next game. But for <laughs> now, they'll live in the glory. Charlie, what's your best bets for this weekend? Oh, boy. Well, I'm, I'm biased, but I don't care. My uh, best bet, I don't know if it's offered anywhere, but I can explain why. Uh, so my best bet is there's a sort of thing, at least on FanDuel, where you can pick who wins game one and the series, and I just like the value. So I'm saying to take the Suns to win game one and the series at minus 220, compared to them being at, I believe last I looked, yeah, they're minus 500 to win the series. Uh, the reason why I like the value there, outside of my bias, is simply because of the fact that Paul George is guaranteed to miss games one and two, he is currently, they're saying, if they're optimistic to return for game four. Uh, so the reality is they're probably going to be down 3-0 at that point anyway. So maybe he comes back in game four and they snag one because they don't want to get swept. But I love the value there, minus 220. I know it's not a ton of value, but that's something I would hammer. I think we're going to beat him in game one somewhere around 20, 25 points. Like the Clippers are terrible. I think that'll be an easy series if they're winning four or five. Um, yeah, I'd say that's probably my best bet. Uh, I also would bet on the series for Patrick's Knicks and the Cavs to go pretty far. I think that one goes six or seven and is a toss-up. But I think ultimately a lot of Knicks fans are going to be pretty upset that they didn't get Donovan Mitchell because I think he's the X factor. I think they lose that series. Uh, so as much as the Bulls play in is a big win for us, I think we're ultimately going to win as many playoff series as the Knicks. And I think that's a common trend. I don't think the Knicks will ever be more than a first-round exit as long as I'm alive. Uh, all right, all right. time of... out, time out. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Wait, See, wait, you're wait, putting wait. too much shit in the air right now for him to not go after you. This is, this is uh, listen, I will take Jalen Brunson nine out of ten days a week over Donovan Mitchell. I'm sorry. That guy has that's led the Knicks into a, a level that I have not seen the Knicks play since Carmelo Anthony. So – with that being said, I do not think the Knicks will beat the Cavs. I think, but like you said, it'll go it'll go deep. But Jalen Brunson is as good as they come, and the boss even knows that. The boss is saw uh, saw Jalen Brunson play, so Jalen Brunson is as good, if not better, than Donovan Mitchell. And don't doubt my Knicks, Tom Thibodeau and those Knicks. We got a shot. Yeah, look how you know Tom Thibodeau with the Bulls did really well. I love to see him play well with the Knicks, but um, I just I love watching my I'm it's like mom and dad fighting. You just sit back and watch because it's yeah. Funny. I was honestly I was only gonna hit up my son's bet, and I mean I was looking through other series and like I don't have necessarily bets. It's more so predictions uh, of just who I think will win what series. But I just knew after I was gonna give the Knicks all that credit and say it's a toss up because I do believe it is, and a lot of my roommates here at Ohio State are from New York, so I know they're all pulling for them. I'm actually looking at New York Knicks. Carmelo Anthony poster across from me from my go. roommate. But I just – I had to take my chance to go in on them <laughs> simply because I know that they're not going to win that series. And I think they're a good team. I love Tibbs' Bulls history, respect to him. 
I'm not going to miss the chance to get to pull that fire out of Patrick because I needed somebody else to care about the NBA since I know Kyle's probably hey. only worried about his bucks. That are I mean, hey, man, you know, your team has to play in the first round. Unlucky, dude. It couldn't be me, but hey, <laughs> sucks to suck ass. You know, it's a, that's what they say, but um, I'm just I, 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 Also, I'm, I'm giving my finals pick right now, by the way, just because why not? I think Kyle and I are going to have a long, heated talk because I think I'm going to be seeing his bucks in the finals. That's my prediction. I think it's going to be a rematch running it back, and I think this year the Suns get it. I tell you what, I, I'm well. I you don't, don't think know your bucks. Are the, you guys should go in no, on a wager. That's not what I'm saying. You know, hey, Suns bucks it. finals. Suns bucks finals. Hey, I don't know if the Suns are making it there, but the Bucks I'll who see do you there. We have to play. We played the Nuggets <laughs> in the second round, who they swept last time, and now they get Jamal Murray and the Suns get KD. That's a easy easy series win and then after that the lakers or warriors because that's how i see that bracket turning out the winner of that is just gonna be so worn down from playing the other team the mickey mouse clubhouse i'm not scared about and i don't think they'll get there i think it's gonna be the warriors but they're washed the donkey doesn't have it clay thompson's washed his legs don't work anymore curry's good but that's not enough to scare me uh I'm playing yeah, sacramento I, the whole I, way through that I'm series. Not, you think Especially sacramento's taking that series they don't yeah. play defense they don't neither's golden state so, I'll see you there. Steph Curry on that side of the ball. I will say though, the fact that they can't get a road win is a little worrisome. My, I think that side of the playoff bracket is so weak. The Grizzlies are all banged up. Uh, the Kings—they don't even know what the playoffs are. I think when they show up there, I think they forgot the season can go farther. I don't think they knew this part of the season existed because. I don't, I don't even remember the last time they made the playoffs. I don't know if I was alive. Maybe I was two or three. Certainly was in diapers the last time they made it. And then for the East, I mean, it's going to be Bucks versus Celtics. We all know it. It's just a matter of how. The Knicks, even if they get through, they get swept by Milwaukee. Congrats. I love Mikhail Bridges. He is the future, but they're not getting through Philly. And then who else is even left? Oh, yeah, the uh, – the what's the 3-6 game? Oh, no, that is what I covered. But, yeah, none of them are getting through the Celtics because James Harden's a fraud and so is Embiid. They suck in the playoffs. Sorry, I'm just getting all those clips out for the fan base to rant on every team. We're going to see Bucks, Celtics, and Warriors, Suns. That's going to be the Warrior two conference team. finals. And then the Suns are going to go on and beat the Celtics in six. I, mean, I want to look up the freaking the Warriors record at way, dude. They're oh, it's the fourth one. negative. I swear to God. I don't know, dude. The Warriors does not do anything for me anymore. Dude, the thing is for me is that Sacramento is going to be so un- – like, they're almost dogs right now in that series. No, just they are dogs. Are they not? They're, they're minus one right now. Um, no, Maybe they're dogs in the, in the series. series. They're, yeah. The first game, they're minus one. And they're so, at home. And they're at home. Yeah. But Yeah, they're I, plus 240 for the series. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that right now immediately. They, also, the Lakers just, are underdogs in their series. I'm taking that. As much as I think it's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, I would take them for those listening at plus 116 because the Grizzlies are garbage. Even though he's LaFraud, LaFailure, not my king, LaComplainer, LaFlop, they're winning that series. Don't ask. Don't look at me. I've seen the chat. Matt Miller took um, Miami. Against the I Bulls, like Miami. If they make, if they make it, you know, if they beat Chicago and the, you know they make it, they'll be the, they'll be the what the seven seed. No, they'll be the eight now. They have to play Milwaukee. And last time they played Milwaukee, that's a tough play. eight seed. Oh, uh, Milwaukee's great. Don't get me wrong, but Miami's a tough eight. The problem yeah. is, I think Miami matches up much better. That's why I actually was rooting for them against the Hawks, simply because if you guys remember last year, the Celtics. I mean, he gave the Celtics all they could handle. So I think that would have been a really good matchup, but. I just think the last time Giannis shook his demons against the Heat after they beat him 
in the bubble that Mickey Mouse got to win because he was playing the whole time at home in his Disney World. But um, yeah, I, I I think that series could be. It'll be better than if the Bulls play Milwaukee. I'm not. Well, I'm humble enough to admit it. The Bulls won't do anything against Giannis. Well, what is Vucevic gonna do? He's. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't like Vucevic. Big, big what, what is he gonna do? Big man Vuce. Yeah, he does know He's a big man who can't guard and can't rebound. He's slow. <laughs> He doesn't do anything. Good. Oh, gosh. I love it here, guys. I really hey, hey, we got playoff hockey. Bad. Let's worry about that more. Go Devils, all right? No, <laughs> oh, my God. The Blackhawks are so bad. We're not hey, talking about I, Dude, I'm tanking for Connor Bedard. I don't even give a crap. <laughs> hey, no, dude, no. there you go. I'll, I'll see you on the other side. Oh, but it, guys, it's been an absolute blast. Thanks so much. I wanted to freaking – I wanted to get that in at the end because I knew there was going to be some good clips to come <laughs> out of that. Um, But, guys, again, thanks so much uh, covering Oakland today. Be on the lookout for tomorrow as the guys go oh, over so Keeneland. Their late tomorrow. pick five on Saturday, which the boss and I will be there. Be at, you know, stay tuned right. on my and Howard's Twitter for pictures of Keeneland and horses and the Jenny Wiley and all the above. Keep an eye out for that as we will be there both Saturday and Sunday at the races at Keeneland, which I will also be there the next weekend. But when Jay, when we go over Jay's race the next weekend, we'll we'll go over that then. But Again, guys, it's been an absolute blast. Thanks so much for my co-host Patrick Kunsel and Charlie Freeman. I am my. It's wow. Oh my god! Oh my god. It's been your host Kyle Roscoe for episode number fifteen of Betting and Boozing here on the HHH Racing Podcast. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good night.